Welcome to the Get With It podcast. I will be your host, Elizabeth. This podcast will focus on the decline of women in technology and how our grassroots organization works with the community to foster relationships and reducing the gap of women in tech. We will be talking with both men and women on how to continue to move the needle forward on those relationships. For more information, please check us out at getwitit.org. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Get Witted Podcast. Today we have Chelsea Clark. I'm assuming I said that correctly. Yeah, you got it. Okay, because I mess up last names more than anybody else. So um, I did, um, it hasn't been released yet, but I did a podcast with a panel of women and uh, I made them introduce themselves because they had some really hard last names. <laughs> so, That's the way to do it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, let's go around the room, ladies. What's your name? <laughs> I was like, I am not even going to attempt some of these. One of her name, her name was Francesca. She's a beautiful name, but her last name, I couldn't even you know, attempt it. And so um, she laughed at me. She was like, no worries. (laughs) Well, you know, that's funny because I noticed a few people now have been putting how to pronounce their last name in their Facebook, either their page or their profile, like under where you can add your comments. And I've noticed a lot of people who are speakers are now doing that. And I think that's so clever. It definitely saves a lot of research. Otherwise going through people's YouTubes, trying to hope that they say their last name, you know, (laughs) definitely wow that's that's smart that's definitely smart we should probably do that people screw my last name all the time so um but I'm I'm good with it so all right girls so um before we get going you did divulge me you're in Vancouver I am yes and it snowed today it did yeah well Vancouver Island and yeah, it was, it was my kid's birthday yesterday too. So we jumped outside and got to play and run around in the snow, but the power went out. So oh. we had birthday party things planned, but we were able to do it later on in the night. So it was okay. How, how old? <laughs> he's four, four now. Oh, so he's young. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you still, yes, you would have to do the birthday party thing. Yes. yes. Um, and what's, um, you had a birthday party even with COVID? Well, family. So just my mom was here and then my husband and just, you know, COVID safe. (laughs) COVID safe. Your bubble. Your bubble. Yeah. Everything's so different this year. Like everywhere. Every little thing has to just be rethought and reorganized. It's a pain. As you know. Yes. To be honest with you. (laughs) So, yes. All right. So, Chelsea, tell us about your background. Start there and uh, how you got to where you are now and all that good jazz. Okay, I'd love to. Well, first, thank you so much for having me on this show. I'm really, really excited. To be here. It's so much fun. Um, yeah, so I got started in, I mean, I was doing drop shipping back in the day. I went to school for media and I was studying marketing and I worked in marketing for many years and it just didn't quite sit right with me that I was building websites for my boss and his clients and making a measly paycheck when I could be building sites for my own clients. And um, it took me a couple years to get myself together and figure out what I really wanted to do. But I got into content marketing and blogging and I was able to use my marketing experience to generate traffic and monetize content sites fairly quickly. 
And so I just loved creating content and monetizing with digital products and, um, you know, getting into newsletters and email marketing, affiliate marketing, all that really fun stuff that I really liked. I was able to kind of put it all together and create uh, niche sites and then sell them. So that's what I do now. I build, monetize, develop and sell websites that are generating traffic and generating profit so that it's sort of like a turnkey business that people can just jump in and then they can develop it further or just run it however they like. I kind of give people a jump start. So that's what I do. I have uh, a content site where I share marketing tips. That's at herpaperroot.com. And then I also have an online brokerage where I help other people buy and sell niche websites. And that's at blogsforsale.co. So that's what I do now. What's a niche website? So a niche website would be something that talks about one specific product or one specific theme. So something that would not be a niche website would be like a lifestyle blog where you talk about travel and beauty and, uh, you know, cooking and your kids. That wouldn't be niche because you're talking about so many different things. So a niche website would be honed down on one thing. So let's say you have a site that is just about pets. You talk about products for your dog, dog beds, dog toys. Um, you talk about health tips for a dog. It's all very specific. And the reason that we want to work on niche sites is because it's a whole lot easier to um, generate a, an audience. So to find people that would be interested in that one specific thing so that you know what to write in your emails and you know what to sell to them because you just talk about that one thing. So it's a lot easier to monetize uh, quicker because you know that they, they're not interested in a million different things. You just feed them that one specific type of content. So that's a niche website. Okay. And who's, who buys these? So people of all backgrounds buy websites. We get people who are investors who uh, have just like a portfolio of websites that they buy. So they'll want to have a whole bunch of different sites running at any time. And they're trying to do that so that they can generate ad revenue. And those types of investors usually will have a team of writers that keep the websites maintained. And then we also get people who, especially this year uh, with the pandemic, people have lost their jobs and they've been looking for another type of online business or something that they can focus on themselves that they control. And we're getting a lot of buyers like that who maybe it's their first time buying a website and they themselves buy it so that they can write the content and run it themselves so that they can have a side income. And then we get the people that come in and they're just interested. They feel a connection to a specific uh, blog, website, e-commerce site that we have, and they just want to run with it and make it their own. So really, it's hard to say a specific one type of person that buys websites. We're seeing all sorts of different people get into it now, which has been really exciting, especially in this year when everything's been upside down and people are at home more, they have more time to work on online. And so that's what we're doing. That's what we're, what we're seeing. So how do people make money, though, off of these? So there's a lot of different ways that you can make money with a website. There's um, the most common ways would be, first of all, ad revenue. If you have a website that is getting a 
good number of traffic. You might want to work with Google AdSense or uh, Mediavine or Ezoic. These are just ad networks that will place ads on your website so that when people come, they visit your site, they click on the ad, you get uh, a bit of money from that. And the more traffic you have, the more income you will make. But I like to just use ad revenue as sort of a side, a nice little side dish to your website, but I don't make it my main focus because I really like to work with affiliate marketing. So where you will write a blog post about a specific product, maybe it's a product review and you'll talk about your experience with it, why you like it, the pros, the cons. And then when people click your link for that product, and if they go on and they buy the product, you'll get a commission from the brand. And so affiliate marketing is a great way to generate uh, money from your website and also creating your own digital products. So this is actually, I'm so excited about this because my favorite way to make money with a blog is to create an ebook or an online course, something that goes along with your blog content that you can create once and then it can sell over and over again. So something like an ebook or an online course becomes a source of passive income. And so that's when I'm looking to buy a website myself or I'm looking to buy a site that I intend to um, sell to a client that I have that's looking for a site, then we always love to see a site that has an ebook or maybe a membership site, an online course, some sort of digital thing that we can resell. And um, so that's, that's one of my favorite ways to do it. And then there's also things, so you can also create, um, uh, so... I guess, how do I explain this? Well, actually, I'll just say that those are the three main ones because it can probably get a little more confusing when you dig into more ways to do it. But if you're focusing on those top three, ad revenue, creating your own digital products and affiliate marketing, those are the top ways to earn money with a website. Okay. All right. Okay. I was also going to add um, about creating, uh, offering your own services. That's one way that you can make money and it might be really great for yourself. Like you could offer VA services, Pinterest management, writing services, or web design, something like that. But if we're talking about a site that you are intending to sell to someone else, offering services isn't the best way just because you would have to find a very specific buyer that could then create that same service and offer that same service that you were doing. So passive income is more uh, desirable when it, when it comes to buying and selling websites. So do you have a company or how did, how does this all, how did, I mean, you got into it because you were tired of doing it for other people, but how have you made it into yeah, this, this big thing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So when I started doing it, the first website uh, that I sold, um, I didn't have a company for it. I just had created it and I sold it. And then I got into um, it doing it on a larger scale. And I have now my brokerage, which is at blogsforsale.co. And that is a, a marketplace, an online marketplace where I uh, have listings there and I work with buyers and sellers. So if you are listening and you're thinking, oh, well, I have this website, it could be an e-commerce site, it could be an Amazon FBA, it could be a blog, maybe it's something that you've been working on for a while, or maybe it's something that you 
forgot about that you had, you may still be able to sell it. And we do offer free valuation. So if you wanted to come out, we can give you a free valuation at blogsforsale.co. And then you can, uh, we, we can give you some ideas of what it may sell for or some suggestions if you wanted to develop it a little bit further and then come back and sell it later. So that's what, where we have everything now. And it's really great. So people can just come, they can see what's up for sale. They can list their site if they have one they want to sell and work with me one-on-one. Okay. What are, so I need some examples of these okay. sites. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need a visual. For sure. So are you looking it up right now? No, but I can. Uh, oh no. I just want to share. <laughs> yeah. Fair so yeah. what is it? It's called blogsforsale.co. Watch, everybody's doing this with me. (laughs) Yeah, so when you're there on the page, you can scroll through by niche, by how much it's making, um, what type of monetization it has, if it's a site that sells digital products or it's mainly earning from ad revenue. You can sort of search through there or you can just go to the main listing page. And we have all of our current listings there. And you can also see the ones that we've recently sold. So we have sold quite a few this year. As I was saying, it seems like people are really excited about this type of business, getting into website investing. Oh, girl, there you are. Look at that broker info. You're right there on the page. (laughs) I am there. You are. Oh, okay. So you have... How, how, okay, so this is what, um, like, I always, I, somehow or another, I always come back to this, but how do you, how do you even think of this? Well, I started doing it um, myself by because I loved creating content. And the thing is, I'm a Gemini. I don't want to focus on the same thing forever. So that's why I love creating niche sites because I can focus on one topic for some time, create products that make sense for it, write blog posts about it, go into Facebook groups and connect with people in that niche. And then I can package it and sell it on to someone else. So I really just started doing it because I loved it and I really enjoy it. And it allows me to have a ton of different projects throughout the year without having to commit and marry one niche site forever. So that's my reason for doing it. And then as I started to do it for other people, a lot of people started reaching out and saying, hey, I need some help selling my site or, hey, I really like this site. Would you buy it? What's wrong with it? So they started reaching out to me. And then I realized I should create a platform where people could come and have these answers and have everything there in one place. So when I started doing that, it just kind of fell into place. It wasn't something that I decided from the beginning, it really happened quite naturally. And then I went through IBBA, which is the International Business Brokers Association, and I uh, became a business broker, and I started doing it um, legit, you know, so it just kind of fell into place that way. Oh, my gosh, really? Yeah. Wow. That's, um, that's, I mean, you got a lot going on here. Oh. So (laughs) did you build this website out then too? 
I did build this website. And actually, it's funny because this morning I've been working on it because it needs work. So please don't judge the homepage. It is being worked on right now. <laughs> it will no, be beautiful by Friday. <laughs> but yeah, we had um, we had quite a few listings sell last week. I, th- I feel like people are really trying to stock up before the end of the year. So my uh, my website maintenance needed to to take a, a week off. So it's going to be looking good this week. But yes, I do. That's what I do. I build websites. And so, yes, this one was one of mine as well. Oh, boy. Yeah, you give all sorts of little tips here and you have. I'm going to assume this little guy isn't your baby on here. Which one is that? It's some little boy. He's super cute. Says so kids like, oh no, it's a girl, Eleanor. Sorry. No. Nope. <laughs> yes, that would be one of the seller's kids that they would have. Um, I don't I don't have any of my own listings up right now. I'm working on a couple sites that I plan to list in the new year. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so these are no, ones that I represent people... for other sellers. Oh, okay. So people get say, get rid of the site for me or sell the site <laughs> for me. Yep. They're ready to sell. So then they work with me and I help them find a buyer. And then what does the buyer do? So the buyer, um, if they see a site that they like, they will just contact me and ask some questions. They'll want to see the traffic. So if anyone's listening and you're looking at a site for sale, not necessarily on my site, but just out in the world and thinking about buying a site, some things that you'll want to look for is you'll want to ask for Google Analytics access to the sites, just so you can verify where the traffic is coming from. And some things you'll want to look for is you want to make sure that the, the traffic is coming from varied sources. So Google search would be the prime, the number one, you really want that Google organic search traffic. You'll want to check to make sure that there isn't too much paid advertising traffic. So if a site is paying for a lot in advertising, that that's okay, but you'll just want to be aware of that because maybe that's where most of the traffic is coming from. And then when you acquire the site, you have to be prepared to either continue paying for the traffic, um, sort of paying for ads to keep the traffic up, or you're going to want to focus on growing the traffic somewhere else. So that's something you'd want to look for. Pinterest organic traffic, that's a good one. You'll want to see that because a pin that went viral in 2017 could still be sending some really great traffic today. So if a site has Pinterest traffic, awesome. And you'll also just want to make sure that the traffic isn't going just to one blog post. Sometimes a website will have a a holiday post or something, just one post that will go viral and it'll send a ton of traffic, but maybe that's not trickling out to the other blog posts and this website isn't as successful as it looks because it's really just one blog post that's doing well. So those are just a few things that you might want to look at when you're thinking about buying a site. You'll also want to verify the income. So you'll want to ask the seller for a, a P&L sheet, which is a profit and loss sheet. So you can see a breakdown of what the site is earning and what you're spending each month. And then you'll just want to verify that by seeing some screenshots, maybe from their affiliate networks to see that they really did earn that money that month, maybe a screenshot from their PayPal, just however um, they're earning the income of its ad revenue, you can ask for a screenshot of their ad network um, showing the payments that they made that year, just so that you can understand where everything's coming from. And then you can make your offer um, feeling confident, knowing what you're getting into. Those are the two, th- the main things I would say to look for as a buyer. 
Okay. And these are, these are blog sites. Yes. Yeah. We're talking about blogs here. And I have sold Amazon, fulfilled by Amazon sites, um, also e-commerce sites, things like that. But my main passion really is content sites like blogs that have really great content. And so you, so like, I'm just, I just picked this one out and it said that personal finance, W-A-H-M, work at home mom blog for sale. So like, let's say I'm like, oh, okay, I'm a mom. And this is pretty much saying work from home, work Mm -hmm. at home. And you buy a starter. This is a starter site. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say. So a starter site probably doesn't have much traffic yet. It probably doesn't have too many articles and it's not generating a ton of profit yet. So a starter site is good for someone who doesn't have a big budget. They're not ready to buy that $10,000 site yet, but they just want to get their feet wet and maybe they relate with the content and they see where they can improve it and grow it themselves. That's where a starter site would be attractive. If you're looking at Uh, The other type, which is an established site, an established site has good traffic. It has money coming in. So you can expect to pay a little bit more, but you're going to buy something that will have a return on your investment. It'll be earning money when you buy it. And that's the difference. Okay. And then you have some subscription model. And so how does that one work? Um, which one are you looking at? Just in general, subscription model site, or was there one? Subscription boxes. No, I just clicked that. And I oh, looked, okay. I was per yes perusing through the sites oh, for sure. Yeah. So a subscription model. So something like an app that would be a subscription. People pay a monthly fee to use your app or to use your product. You may have something on your site that is a membership site, like a for a good example is a stock photography site. So let's say you're a photographer, you've created a membership site that people have to um, log into. They pay you a monthly fee to access this private photo gallery where they can use your photos, your stock photos. So that would be a subscription model where it's generating monthly income on a subscription basis. We also have content sites that review subscription boxes. So that's a little bit different. That would be you talk about subscription boxes. So something like FabFitFun, that's a product where they include um, different products and a blogger might review that. And then they earn affiliate income for talking about that product. So it's a little bit different. The word subscription, um, it does mean two different things when it comes to buying sites, but that would be the difference. Okay. Oh, I see. Established sites. Okay. I see. You have starter sites and established sites. We do. Yeah. And um, yeah. So like I was saying, with if you're going to go for something that's established, you'll be paying more for, than the, for a starter, but you're getting something that has a lot more content. It has a lot more traffic coming in. It's earning income. And when you're looking at an established site, you're just going to want to ask the seller or the broker, 
where's that money coming from? Can I see a screenshot? Can I see a, a video preview just so that you can verify that it is um, legit? And of course, as a broker on the site, I've already verified all the listings that I take on. But if you're just out and you're looking at something um, that may be just out in the world, you're just going to want to make sure that you verify everything yourself. And of course, if you're working with a broker too, it's always good just to double check. So if you're like looking if you're okay, so let's say I'm a random person listening to this podcast and I have all sorts of blogs. Mm -hmm. What and so then, and I don't necessarily have them, I don't know, in a formal kind of way. Like I just have a bunch of blogs. Mm -hmm. Would you need to create a site first, a website? Yeah, for sure. I mean, a blog is a website. Um, you would probably have it on something like WordPress, and that's the best way to do it. If you have your content on something like a free platform like Wix or Weebly or Blogger, that's a no-no. So I would say make sure that you transfer that to a proper self-hosted WordPress site. Okay, because wait, then. Why? Oh, because if you have your site on, or sorry, if you have your content on a free blogging platform, you don't actually own that content. So if you post things on Blogger, for example, uh, or Tumblr or something like that, you can't sell that because Tumblr owns that. That's not yours. If you have it on self-hosted WordPress, you pay for your hosting, you've installed WordPress on your own hosting account, you own that and you own all of the content on it. You can monetize it, you can add ads, you can do anything you want, and then you can sell that if you choose to someone else. So you can't do that on something like Tumblr. You can't sell your Tumblr blog um, and you can't add ads to it, you can't monetize it. That's not your own thing. So you always wanna put your content on something that you own yourself. Okay. And so how does, if I'm at that point mm -hmm. and let's say I have my WordPress, then I have my blogs up and then how do I then turn around and get ads on there to make money? So like somebody like you then look at my site as profitable. Yes. So for most ad networks, you, there will be a minimum traffic uh, requirement. Something like AdSense doesn't have a very high traffic requirement, but AdSense doesn't pay the best. Um, it's, a, it's fine to get started, but really if you're focusing on growing your site and you really want to develop it, you're going to be wanting to grow your traffic anyway. So you may as well wait and go for a better ad network. So something like Ezoic, and I think Ezoic's ad requirement is 10,000 page views a month. I'll double check that, but I think that's what it is. And so that's definitely something that is achievable and you can get in pretty quick if you're working on your traffic, or you can go for something like Mediavine, which their monthly requirements to get into the program is 50,000 sessions a month. So for something like that, it'll take a bit longer, but either way, Ezoic, Mediavine, or there's other ones like AdThrive, Monumetric, these are all ad networks that pay pretty well. So they would place ads on your site. So once you get the traffic coming in, then you can be eligible to apply. And all you do is you just go to the ad network and you sign up and you apply and you wait for approval. And then once you're in, the ad network really takes care of everything. And they put the ads on your site and display them to 
people all over and they display the right kind of ads to depending on where people are viewing your site from. And so you don't really have to think about that. Once you're in, the ad network takes care of the rest. And if you've just gone into an ad network and you're thinking, okay, great, I can sell my site. I would say, wait a minute, like get your ads on and then try to get six months to even a year of history showing that you have that ad revenue. Because if you just got into your ad network and you put it up for sale, buyers are going to go, okay, great. You're in an ad network, but I don't see any profit yet. They would like to see that you have a history of earning that income for a bit. And then you can go and put it up for sale. And it, it just makes everybody feel much better about buying your site because they can see that you actually have that revenue history. So what is the, but then how, okay. So go back. How do you get the traffic? Right. Okay. So there's some all different ways to generate traffic. You can go onto Facebook and go into Facebook groups that are specifically related to the product or the topic that your individual blog post is about. And I'll explain what I mean about that. So there's a lot of Facebook groups just in general for marketers, for bloggers, for e-commerce site uh, people, but that is very generic. So I would say if you just wrote a new blog post and let's say that you reviewed a, a software, some sort of tech product, then you go and you find Facebook groups where those specific target customers will hang out related to that product. So you want to go and look in the Facebook search bar and you can even just put the name of the product in and see what kind of groups come up. And once you get into the group, just check the rules, make sure that they allow that you're, that they allow people to post links to their blogs or their reviews, that sort of thing. You don't want to go in and just suddenly spam a group, but go in, talk to people, network, make friends. If it's a Facebook group that allows promotion posts, sometimes they'll have a, a daily thread where you can share your own blog posts, put it in there. Just go directly to where your ideal customers hang out. And another great way to generate traffic is to use Pinterest. So any blog post that you create or sales page that you create, if you sell a product, create a pin for it, a Pinterest pin and pin it to your Pinterest account and um, really create a couple pins for each page that you have. So a couple Pinterest pins for each blog post or for each sales page or your email signup list, whatever it is that you're trying to drive traffic to, Pinterest can really help. And I mean, Pinterest is a whole thing. It would be a whole nother episode to get into. But in a nutshell, I would say when you're setting up your Pinterest account for your business, create a number of boards. So Pinterest has boards. And in these boards, this is where you can share pins and add things and have collections. When you're setting up those individual boards, make sure that you use keywords in the title and the description and really fill out your description with really good keywords that make sense for the type of content that you're going to be pinning there because it's just going to help um, <clears throat> with your search results because Pinterest is a big search engine. And if you use your keywords and you pin strategically, minute, you can really get a, a lot big of search engine. It is. Yes, it absolutely is. Really? Yes. People just tearing it up in Pinterest. Absolutely. So you can get your pins ranking just like you could get something ranking on Google. You can get your pins ranking in searches and they will be shown to more people and they'll show up when people are searching for the things that your content is about. 
And it really is, you can take a deep dive into Pinterest marketing. It's but you don't make money off of Pinterest, right? You definitely can. So Pinterest allows you to post your affiliate links. So you can have a pin that goes directly to an affiliate link, as long as you include your proper affiliate disclosures in the description. So you'd want to say, this is an affiliate pin. I will earn a commission if you choose to buy, you know, however you want to word it. You can, so you can make money directly off of Pinterest that way. But really the way that most people like to make money from Pinterest is you're using it as, um, as a traffic generator to one of your sales pages or to your blog posts where you then sell something to people once they get there. So that's really the, the more of the way that's sort of like a second step to making money on Pinterest. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Huh. I didn't realize Pinterest was so, I mean, I've been on Pinterest to look for um, stuff, but I, I just, <laughs> I guess I just didn't really realize. Oh yes. Yes. It's, wow. It can be great. And they also have shopping pins. So you can have your products show up as shopping pins they also have a really great um, Pinterest so for promoted pins, just like you'd have a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad. Pinterest ads are really great as well. If you want to drive a lot of traffic quickly to something, by all means, go in and promote your pins. Um, of course, that would take a little bit of a budget, but you don't have to spend much. You know, you decide how much you're willing to pay per click. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can get into Pinterest and make it work for your business. Wow. I had no idea. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Okay. We got, sorry. Did we get off topic there? Yeah, but I love, I, <laughs> oh gosh, I could talk about Pinterest forever. I love it. <laughs> like maybe I diverted the conversation there. No, that's great. I, it's definitely an important part of building any type of online business is using free uh, tools wherever you can, I say go for it. And Pinterest is a really great free tool that can send free traffic to whatever it is well, that you're trying we to get eyeballs about. on. We were talking about yeah. traffic. Okay. Yes. So Pinterest, Facebook, any other? Those would be my main ones. And also paying to play because as we know, everything these days is pay to play. The algorithms, they want to put the people who are paying for things to be seen ahead of everything else. So things that may have worked a couple years back may not work as well anymore for organic traffic. But if you have a bit of a budget, you go and promote some pins or have some Facebook ads, Instagram ads. LinkedIn ads, whatever it is, where you think your people are hanging out, it's just going to help you grow faster. But so, you pay for that. Yes, you pay for that. So I would just say, don't be scared to put a little bit of your advertising money into those ads because you know it. You're getting yourself ahead faster. Okay. So that that is not a free resource, by the way. That's not a free resource, no. But like things that are free resources is Pinterest and Facebook groups. And also I'd say another free one that's a hot tip is going into Quora and answering questions on Quora and at the end of your answer, including a link to where they can learn more about whatever it is that they're asking about as it relates to your business. Quora. What it is C-O-R-A? That's right, yep. What is... Okay, that's... It's a, a question and answer site. So I don't know if you remember way back in the day, there was Yahoo Answers where people would ask a question and then anyone could come in and answer it. It's just like that. 
and they do allow you to include a link. Your answer has to be helpful. I mean, you're not just going to go in and say, you know, you find a question that relates to your business and you go in and just throw down your link. You're going to want to actually answer with a thoughtful, helpful question and then include a link where they can go and learn more. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right. And this could be for selling products too. Absolutely. Yes. I actually see a lot of tech companies on Quora going in and they'll find questions that relate to something about what their product does. And they'll go in and they'll answer this person. And then at the end, they'll be like, and by the way, our product can actually help you with this. Here's what we do. And it's a great way to generate leads for your business. And also another thing that's really great about Quora is it also can, your question can rank on Google search. So your question or your answer, if you go and you look and you see what's trending on Quora, those questions may be actually showing up in Google search results as well. So if you're ever doing, maybe you're out and you're doing keyword research and you're looking on Google and you see something, one of the top things that comes up in Google is a Quora link, go in and answer that question because you know it's getting a lot of eyeballs on it. That would be a good one for you to go and uh, put yourself out there and make your presence or your product's presence known there. Wow. All right. Okay. All right. Wow. All right. Well, when you're not doing all of this blogs for sale and Pinterest and everything else, (laughs) you have a son. I do. Yes. Yep. Four. Is that the only one you have? The only one. Yeah. The only one so far. I mean, you get to this point where they're four, three, four, and everyone's like, when's the next one coming? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone likes to ask that. I don't know. (laughs) Mine are five years apart. So you're good, girl. Oh, Uh, nice. Yes, you're good. And you, um, so what do you do outside of all of this? So I live in a, sort of on the side of a mountain. So anytime we can, we just get out and we have some fun with the dog and the the kid. And um, my husband is a content creator as well. So he has a YouTube channel and we're really just like a a content house. So we're always just kind of making things, making videos, having fun. And um, yeah, it's good. And I do want to say that it's really, it's been really great being able to work from home. So we have been doing our own businesses and working from home for a couple of years now. And when the pandemic hit, really nothing changed too much for us. So it, it was, we were lucky in that. And I've noticed that as a lot of people are looking into online businesses, I just want people to know, like, it's going to be hard at the beginning, but it's so, so worth it. So anything that you can create online, whether it's something you're in tech or you're building a product or a site or an app, or maybe you're just drop shipping a product and you have a Shopify site, whatever it is, like focus on making it your full-time thing. Because if you do and you treat it like a business, it will become one. And then when things like this happen and everyone's losing their jobs or having to stay home or you're stuck in a place, you'll just you'll be in control of your own income and your own future. Really, you'll just kind of have that safety net. So that's really important to me. And I just I always want to mention that. No, it's good advice because this pandemic definitely took us all by shock to totally be honest. Um a lot of people were laid off, especially in the tech industry. But on the mm-hmm. flip side now, companies realize that they can be as successful working from home yes. than, than sitting in an office for eight hours. So Absolutely. Um, 
I, I think that that's a positive that has come out of this is those um, old school um, CEOs and, you know, that were like, you have to be in the office for eight hours every day are realizing they're getting more work out of people. <laughs> Cause it's after their I love that you mentioned that because that is such a positive. I mean, I remember when I worked in uh, in marketing an office job, I would always wish I could just work from home. It was just such a chore, honestly, to get out to the office to do something. I worked online. I built websites. It's something I could do from my couch. And I'd always be like, you know, like I'm a very productive person. I would be happy to take on more projects if I could work part time from home. And I remember my boss just being like, oh, no, 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 we can't do that. We we, we wouldn't know what's going on. We'd all get off track. It's like, no. So it's so cool now. It's like people are realizing that, yes, it's actually very possible and very profitable, too, because you really can get more done. You can, you know, work in your pajamas. No bra. Hello. Like, I can do a lot more work when I'm comfortable. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I am totally with you. I have my slippers on today. Oh, yes. Good. Yep. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I did get dressed. I did shower, but I did put my slippers on. So, um, yeah, but I'm with you. Yes. I do miss the social aspects. Um, I'm a very social person and I miss being out and having those happy hours and that kind of stuff. But I'm with you. I'm way more productive being at home because I'll stay on later or get on earlier. I don't have the commute. Yes. Oh, the commute. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So have you always lived in Vancouver? I lived, I, well, yes, I've sort of uh, moved around in my twenties. I went traveling for a bit. So I was in Brooklyn and California and Toronto and until I figured out what I wanted to do. And that was actually the beauty of having a drop shipping business at the time, because I could go anywhere knowing that I could just run my business online. And I was able to go and live in different countries and not have to worry about, um, you know, trying to find a job and you having to get a visa and things like that. Cause I just had an online business. So when I came back to Vancouver and I settled here, everything just kind of worked out. So I probably will move around again, but I think I'll stay in British Columbia for a while. The big plan would be to expand my business and open um, a a wing in the States because really my business is all American. I live in Canada, but all of my clients are in America. The business is based in America. Every transaction is in US dollars. So yeah, getting myself there physically would be the uh, the goal in the end. But right now I'm very happy where we're at. And as I say, we live on the side of a mountain. It's really nice. There's deer walking by right now. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not too bad. <laughs> They're enjoying that snow. Yes. yes. Yes, they are. Well, all right. Well, this is awesome. I thank you for your time. This was great. Thank you very informative. Me. I learned a lot. I'm going to go check out Pinterest now. Yeah. Like, oh, that makes me happy. <laughs> oh, really? I have to go. I have a 14 year old daughter too. I might go up there and be like, are you, are you on Pinterest? <laughs> that is awesome. He's a big well, I have girl. a ton of free resources for getting started with Pinterest marketing on my blog. So absolutely go and check it out. Herpaperroot.com. Tons Her- of paper. Her- paperroot.com or route depending where you live <laughs> but yeah you just go there in the header under marketing i'm sorry under blog under marketing pinterest marketing you will find a treasure trove of great stuff for getting started with pinterest marketing and making money from it and generating traffic and 
Wow. All right. I'm going to go. I, I have my nightly reading now. <laughs> all right. Go check out Pinterest. Man, I had no idea. Create some pins for your podcast and just generate traffic right to your podcast or your show notes pages. I could. Yeah. You're like, blog, no blog. I do have some blogs off of the podcast, but my, the podcast, yeah, you're right. I could make a Pinterest podcast. Yes. Yeah. Do it. Do it today. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to tear it up and then I'm going to have to read your articles because then I'll, I'm sure I'll screw it up at some point and I'll have You to- will not screw it up. You <laughs> cannot go wrong. Every move forward is a move forward. So just keep on doing it. You cannot mess up. That's a good, that's a good <laughs> philosophy. Very good philosophy. So, well, I thank you so much again for your time. And um, it's, well, you're what, three hours behind us? I think so. We're Pacific Standard Time. Yeah. So you're just starting your day. It's nice. Yes. Yeah. Coffee. Yes, you do. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun to get to meet you and be on your awesome show. And I'm just so excited. <laughs> I will keep in touch because I'll want to know when you take over the world with blogs for sale. So we'll have, <laughs> I'll want to know more. Well, I'll definitely be following along everything you're doing too. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. We will see you next time and feel free to drop us a line at getwitit.org.